Hello there. Well, hello there, sir. We have we have arrived. Tonight, I want to sponsored take- by Knob Creek Maple. Welcome right, to House of Nerd. Want to take a moment of silence for the dolphin before we get started? Oh, jeez. Oh. oh man, <laughs> dude! If you think that's the worst thing that's going to happen, like, oh man, I have I have bad news, especially what? because he was about to give him like a little road handy. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like, what the fuck are we watching? And then the this like the slow motion. <laughs> oh, it. Oh my god, I'm in a hotel room in beautiful Destin, Florida, and I just watched a dolphin almost get jerked off by a superhero, and then he went out the window. run over by a truck. And got run over by a truck. Oh my god, what the hell are we watching? Oh. That, oh. that, was, that was an intense, intense moment. Well, that's the way we're going to start this episode of the show. With dolphin masturbation. Oh, my God. Welcome to House of Nerd. Man, I'm glad I got a welcome to House of Nerd in before we we jump straight into the uh, bestiality. Dolphin (laughs) masturbation. Oh, this show is not afraid to go there. Um, Nope, that I'm I'm pretty sure that's what Garth Ennis's like resume says. Just like on it. It's like, I'm not afraid to go there. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't say anything else that he's done. It's just, I'm not afraid to go there. <laughs> and everyone goes, yeah, that's valid. Yeah, that's Garth. Um, well, well, a, a few things have happened this week um, since the last time we talked. Indeed. Um, Hello there has an even, even greater <laughs> meaning this week. It does. It does. I'm and so excited. I'm so excited. I have to be honest with you. There are there were other things that happened this week, but I kind of feel like we'd be doing the audience a disservice if we talked about anything other than than the fact that the Obi Wan trailer finally fucking dropped. Indeed, um, I've seen so many so many theories. Like I don't I don't know if mine's going to be right, but I've seen so many different theories about the Inquisitors, and we're going to get an expansion of the Inquisitors. Oh man, I and I'm like based on the time period, like I, I and I and I've seen a bunch of complaints already of like the Inquisitor looks stupid. Why can't they just do CGI? I'm like, oh, fuck you, like, fuck off, like fuck stop, off. just just enjoy it, man. Like, and Seriously? half the comments are like, are like he looks dumb. Like the Inquisitor looks dumb. It's not like he looked in the cartoon. And the other half are like, you haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> like, uh... slow it down. This is the, I know this you guys thing. are used to Russian trolls getting on here and like backing up your opinions, but for the love of God, have you considered shutting the fuck up? <laughs> this is the same thing that happened with Ahsoka. With everything. Sorry, it's it's literally the same thing. You can't make it look exactly like it did. Yeah. In the comics, and I'm like, yeah, that was animation. Right. This is live action. Things it's will like, be did, slightly different. Did you know that you can draw a sword that's like. 600 feet long and somehow that still has the physics to work in a physical space in a universe i'm looking at every anime fucking ever but that's and nobody goes well that sword i mean the physics of that sword you would not be able to swing with the leverage and the muscles that he has and it wouldn't it doesn't matter it looks cool like that's why i like cloud sword 
because it looks awesome. Is little shrimpy cloud going to be able to swing that fucking behemoth of a sword? No, probably not. Especially not as fast and with such great effect. But Can I, do you feel like, do you, I mean, honest question. Do you feel like ever since, I, I mean, this is a good thing and a bad thing, but I, feel, I, I personally feel like ever since it became in vogue to like, you know, fiction or to like fantasy or to like, it felt like we liked things more back before all these other people got involved in our, our shows and our, and our started picking, picking everything apart. It was just, it was like, it was like you versus the other nerds. It, like nobody else gave a shit. They're like, Oh, the nerds are arguing again. Like, yeah. Yeah, we are. And now all those people are like wrapped up in it. And they're like, Oh yeah. This is the same. This is the same crowd that seems to be backing bills in Texas. So, yeah, or or a specific bill in Florida, <laughs> or, or Florida, or I believe it is it Minnesota? no Idaho, Idaho, yeah. or uh, you know wherever the fucking rest of Gilead is going to end up. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, there's plenty of time to talk about. There are a few fucked up things that happen. We'll talk about in a minute, but let's let's keep going with the trailer. Indeed. Um, I, I, which I like this is... which peoples are there? Like which which of the inquisitors are there? Because that's that's the important part is the inquisitors. I I think. I mean, I, I agree. I I think that that okay. So I've done a little bit of research. Um. So Moses Ingram appears in this trailer. Uh, indeed, she is an actress. I do not know. She um, is from the Queen's Gambit, I believe. I, according to the article I'm reading, and this is from Variety.com, this is her most sizable role to date. Um, and she is playing a character called Inquisitor Riva, um, or, or Reva. Hmm. I'm going to go with Riva. I feel like that's pronounced Riva. Um, but she is a Force-sensitive henchman for the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I, <sighs> I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm still hoping that I, I'm still hoping that it's the second sister. I think it's the second sister, the one from Fallen Order. I get, they they're close enough that you could justify it. Well, the thing is, but it might not be. It might. I I keep reading that it's an entirely new character, but I hope that's that's a red herring, and that I we're going to get to see more of that character. I would be fine with that. I mean, the thing is, right? Okay, so I I feel like first and foremost we should acknowledge they're telling us this is a limited series. This right. will be the only bit of Obi Wan we get. I don't think that's the only bit that all of these characters will get. I I think this is going to open the door for some other other characters. Please, um, Doctor Afra. Please be Doctor Afra. Well, I feel like we can dance. <laughs> oh my god! Edges. I mean, this all. Yeah, she's involved with the Inquisitor stuff too. Like uh, she's she's on the periphery of of the whole yeah. thing with the with the Inquisitors, or I guess not the Inquisitors with Darth Vader with the Emperor trying to replace Darth Vader. Yes, I mean, but Cal Kestis is is floating around on the edge. You've got. Yep. I mean, You've got a certain character. All of the Rebels, Re- all of Rebels is floating around on the edge. I feel like, like all this is the same time, and it's not. In, I know mean, it's not in the same place, but this is all like we're. It feels like we're cramming all of this into just a couple of years. Yeah, and I know it's what like twenty years or so that this yeah. like this is taking place. I did love the scene where you see like Obi Wan looking out, and you see like what 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 I can only assume is young Luke, like that. Great. sitting when on the Luke top of the little like house. hut like playing starships like that was yeah. badass like that was you've never seen luke like that and i i think that it's really interesting that it's taken this long um i mean for ewan, ewan mcgregor to come back to star wars 
I mean, I remember vividly. I was just a junior. A wee lad. I was young. when I mean, I was in college when Revenge of the Sith came out. And I remember thinking, this is it for Ewan. This is it for Star Wars. To have him and Hayden Christensen coming back in the same series. I, this is just like very early 2000s. This is a peak time in my life. Um, and I am very happy for that. I, yeah, this I is going to be fantastic. I was not as excited as you were for this. And now, honestly, <laughs> after this trailer, the music for this. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I have maintained insane. peak excitement since they announced Obi-Wan. I've maintained peak excitement for the show. <laughs> like, I'm so you know, sad it's a limited series. I know it has to be, but my I God. I going to make it better. I genuinely think that will make this better is the oh, fact yeah. that a limited series they're going to go for it. They are they are going to go for it. Like we're getting John Williams back, dude. Like John Williams is coming back to direct the score for this mm. t- this TV show. Like I, uh, I, like, I even in the tra- like you hear like the echoes of like Revenge of the Sith soundtrack in it. Duel of the Fates. Like yeah. you've got you've got a little Duel of the Fates. You've got some I I can't name the pieces, but like you've got other pieces from those mixed and melded with stuff from the original trilogy. And it's like, oh my god! Like I like I can't I can't name them. I can't name the parts. I just know like sonically with like the sense memory. Yep. I'm like, oh my god! Like this, this is this is childhood. <laughs> like just collapsing together. I'm like this soundtrack is epic. You know, we're getting Indira uh, Indira Varma is is making an appearance in the show. She was in Game of Thrones. She was part of the Sand Snakes, I think. Sure. Uh, the Dorn. The Sisters of Dorne, I think, is where she was from. Or I'm, I'm not sure if they were sisters, but like... The was people... she Din Djarin's sister? Or wife or whatever? Whatever Is that her? No, uh, maybe. Wasn't um, the sand person? Wasn't you one of the sand tribe? Not Din Djarin. Um, the actual actor's name. Pedro Pascal. That's no, name. Pedro Pascal's not in Game of Thrones, is he? I'm like, who is that guy? Research is going to sound like typing for a minute here. (laughs) Um, No, I love this actress. She was in Game of Thrones. She played a very pivotal role in Game of Thrones. And I can't name it now. Holy shit. Uh, Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, Wow. Oberyn Martell. He's the one that gets his like skull crushed by a mountain. Like the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Um, I'm very wrong about that. Wow. That's a surprise. Um, <laughs> that's where I recognize, like, th- when I see him places, I'm like, oh, yeah, he was the dude that I really wish had been around longer. That was like another character in Game of Thrones where it was like, oh, sweet. I love Sean Bean. Dead. And then it's like dead. Uh, same thing with him. I'm like, oh, man, like, I love that character. Like the Oberyn, Oberyn, how do you say it? Yeah. I'm like, I love that character. Like, the, it was I, it was just like hit perfectly in the time of that show and dead. like it, he was unique and different and then they're like dead <laughs> fuck one does simply one does not simply invite sean bean to their show to not kill him um you know immediately like hello lord of the rings hello uh i mean everything that this motherfucker's been in game of thrones like he plays a great like opening lead character you want to cheer for and then you kill him and it's great yeah. Oh. The sand, the sand snakes. And I'm I trying to remember snakes. who the, uh, <clears throat> and now who the the wife was, like Oberyn Martell's, like wife, girlfriend, whatever it was. Well, because that's who I'm. Oberyn Martell wife, bam. 
Alaria. Alaria oh. Sand is a fictional character played by Indira Varma. Indira Varma. There we Can go. Can we come full circle? We have Okay, Indira it took it was circle. a long winding road through yeah. the IMDB of my brain. But I was like, wait, no, I think I know this. <laughs> like so Star Wars or Game of Thrones coming together in the Star Wars universe. It's you know, I mean and and the fact that like we've known for a minute that Rupert Friend was gonna get was going to star as the Grand Inquisitor. I I personally like this this I mean the, the I guess the creative decision to make him look like this. He looks very much like he does in the comics to me. I have no problem with this. I mean Yeah, they're like, oh his head is not thin and tall enough. Okay. Like how about it's a right. fucking sci fi show? Have some suspension belief here. Let's move on. Let's yeah. I- Seriously, who fucking cares? Right. Um, sincerely, like he looks. Chance, close. it just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. I, I, I do like that. I mean, they have aged up Obi Wan uh, a little bit. Like he's not old man Obi Wan, but he's definitely not you know Obi Wan from Revenge of the Sith. Like he he's seen some shit. There was some really great scenes where he's like hiding in in like you know plain sight, right? Like where he's just he's just floating along like on that, I guess the transport or whatever, where he's sitting there with everybody else. And like, I don't, I don't know. This just has such a grand feeling to it. You know, like we've had some serious stuff from Marvel and star Wars these last two years, but like, this seems different. This, this seems really different to me. Like I, I, the, I, I don't know. I, it feels like, it feels like very strong connective tissue, like whatever that is in the medical term. Like that's like some of that, them. It, sure. Yeah, let's yeah, go. With, let's this go feels back. like a tendon, a tendon between episode three and episode four. Like that, we've gotten these like awesome new characters, but I mean, this is like this is the straight through line. This is mm-hmm. the the question when you're like, who is like, once they had the prequels and we got through got through all those. It's like, well, wait, what the fuck has Obi Wan been doing? Just like sitting on his ass at tattooing, like years. this entire time. Like he's just been chilling here. Like, who is this dude? Because you I, really, I mean, you really only get him for a little bit in mm-hmm. episode four. Like, that's it. And he's such such a strong character because Sir Alec Guinness was confused into taking part. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why did I just, um, the guy that did Bridge Over the River Kwai. Yeah. Does Star Wars with laser swords, right? So, so it's like, well, who is this dude? Because he's an amazing actor. Like he brought such like gravitas to that role. And it's like, who is this dude? And then you see like Obi Wan, you know, disappear into Tatooine in the end of Episode Three, and you're like, what has he been doing other than apparently like going crazy? You know, that's it. But now, I mean, we've gotten a little. We've gotten little bits of like we got the Obi Wan versus Maul duel on Tatooine, which was awesome. And as much as I would love to like see that meeting again, please, I, I think I've maintained Leave this. Please don't, Leave like, please don't, please, Leave please don't waste like, you know, the, the 40 minutes or the one, the one episode out of this probably what, six, is that probably what we're getting? Is it six, yeah. seven? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please don't waste an entire episode. Cause you're going to have to, to, do this fucking battle again it's already been done it's already one of the best scenes in star wars just in general leave it alone leave it alone also don't remake princess bride fuck you (laughs) stop it (laughs) i mean stop it 
the the thing is, right? I guess, I guess my thing, my thing is the the reason I got excited about this was seeing different people wield lightsabers. With, I feel like the universe is expanding. I mean, seeing the grand, you know, you could go to a rave and you can see people floating around, like all kinds of people floating. I know, but but seeing this, (laughs) not the same. Seeing seeing this Inspector Riva character, like there was a scene in this in this trailer where she just like. I don't know what she's doing, but she's menacing someone with a lightsaber. And I'm like, this feels different than the Mando. It feels different than Boba Fett. Like, yeah. it feels it's, serious. Like, the consequence. It's, it's almost that. like like the night, like the Knights of, of your, like, you know, Knights of the Round yeah. Table and all those. The, like, Knights were fucking shitty people. Like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, they're glorified in all of our our media and all of our, like, history books. And it's like, oh, the knights, they were such honorable men. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Like, they'd go around raping and pillaging. They just had the king's, like, the king's backing because they're like, hey, go do that stuff for me. So I almost feel like that's kind of the Inquisitor's role is to go around and, like, pillage and just be, they just took a bunch of shitty people and went, hey, here's some power. Uh, I, I'm not going to bring this into modern times because <laughs> you know exactly where that'd go. I feel uh, like I, I would. Have. Um, <laughs> oh man, Whew. so it, it's it's kind of like you gave those you gave those knights the power and the kind of the backing to go do shitty stuff. And now it's like, hey, tell me tell me where the Jedi are hiding. I don't know where they are. Are you sure? And stab right. stab through someone's shoulder. You're like, all right. Yeah. Now do you know? No, I still don't know. And you keep torturing people until they go. Oh, they're everywhere, and then they kill them. Like it's not. It's that kind of dynamic that I kind of get from the Inquisitors. That they're once they find a Jedi, that they're like, oh shit, we got one. Then it's like super focused, which is what we saw in in Rebels, and they're out for blood, or what we see in Fallen Order, and they're out for blood. But until then, like what the fuck are they doing before then, before they find one, when they're trying to track one down, unless somebody literally comes out and is like, Bish! oh, look, a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And then you do some force shit. Like, how, how do you know? Like, well, you got to go around and find out. Like, you're you detectives, but they're fucking corrupt detectives. <sighs> so I, I think that's I think that's very interesting. And you only get to, you, you see them, you know, menacing enough in Rebels and you see them in the comics, but like getting, I feel like this is supposed to introduce us to them in a like broader scale that I think we'll probably see some, uh, some through lines from the acolyte to this. I, I think that's probably a very astute observation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, as I clear my throat on the podcast, um, I'm sure that was, you know, fun listening for everybody, but like, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is I, this has been the problem with the Inquisitors the entire time. It's the same thing we talked about in Rebels when we were doing this. Is like you can't introduce a character that is so weak that they constantly get beat up on by the Jedi, and that was the problem with Callus. That was the problem with the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels. I don't think we're going to have that problem in this show because it's six episodes. I think these people are going to be terrifying. I think they are going to come in. They're going to light shit on fire. They're going to destroy and kill people. And then at the very end, we, I, I don't think the show is going to have a happy ending. Like there's no way for it to have a happy ending. We already I, know. I think the, the ending of this has got to be Obi-Wan goes into hiding on Tatooine. Like 
Well, then he, yeah. I, but I mean, there's, I, there's, there's no way. His whole charge is to keep Luke safe. Like, that's it. Keep the child safe. And they do introduce a different planet on this, on this uh, right. trailer. I think that, I don't think Obi-Wan is going to be found out on, I don't think he's going to be found out on Tatooine. I think that's no. where we end the series. Probably right. With- I think this is a, this is a, how do we get him? How do we get him from episode three to episode four without mm-hmm. going, without a bunch of fucking inquisitors, like laying waste to Tatooine? Which, you know, we, we can't do. I mean, Joel Edgerton is back in this show, um, which I think is a really nice touch. I mean, to have to have the guy who originally played, or to have Edgerton who played, um, you know, Owen, Owen Lars, to have him back um, again. I mean, that's a bigger, a bigger name actor, and I'm glad to have him back. Yeah. Um, I think that that's kind of a little bit of, again, it's another connective tissue between, you know, one piece of this and, and the movies. Tendons, I believe we, uh, oh, do we call them tendons? That's right. Uh, Sure. I I don't know. Um, Ed us, ed us for the correct medical terminology. (laughs) Uh, One of us does work in a hospital every day and still doesn't know these things. That I feel like working in a hospital does not make you a doctor. No, it definitely doesn't, but I am. (laughs) 100% no. I am staying in a holiday inn so i mean i don't know if anybody's going to get that reference but uh I am Again, at us. Inn, so. <laughs> it's a well, holiday Inn express i believe sir is the one that gives you all the knowledge that's where yeah. all the knowledge of the world is found yeah, it's been a minute since i've seen that commercial on tv but overall overall i think all this trailer did was to serve to make my excitement more so for this i mean 15 days trying to do <laughs> like, i mean it's the thing that really like scared me at first. Um, so I saw the trailer and it said, I thought it said March 25th. And then I realized it said May 25th at the end. And I was, Oh like, yeah, it is May 25th. Never mind. Oh man. I got really excited. Cause I was like, we're so close. And I was like, we're not so close. We're I mean, close. we are, we are much closer to Obi-Wan than we are to the release of episode three. I mean, that's so, true. You know, on that's- a long enough time scale. I mean, to me personally, I, I have to be completely honest with you. I am living in a suspended disbelief world. Um, we are, we are one hundred percent. Aren't we all? Well, we're awaiting the <laughs> arrival of of baby uh, podcast uh, subscriber, our, our newest subscriber. Our newest subscriber will can arrive at any point. Yeah. Um, after Tuesday, technically can arrive at any point. So uh, mm. we are. We have plans up until and including his scheduled arrival date, including uh, a particular uh, Doctor Strange uh, release. So while I oh, love yeah, when does that come out? May sixth, which is ah awesome. yes, it's five days before my son is supposed to be born. Um, so I'm gonna need him to uh, gonna need him to arrive when he is supposed to arrive. Because okay, please arrive on schedule so that we can <laughs> continue. We can to keep podcast. this podcast going. <laughs> that's going to we'll be make it work we're going to make it work we're we're going to make it work we have a few uh things in the can for the i think for like our our, our week of arrival um of we have new- we have uh episodes one through six of avatar <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's pretty much it like that's that's it we gotta go we gotta get six through twelve so we can get to where apparently that show is good we're gonna we're gonna try at some point here snark i have a question for you do you 42 
do you want to go down? There is one other story that came out this week, but it's kind of a sad story. Or do you want to jump in and talk about the boys? I mean, why, why, why not? Now that it's been teased, now I want to know what's sad. It's not really sad. It's, it's more no. so like... I say, it's, is it that America is turning even further against marginalized people again? Yeah, actually it is. Is um, that one? Okay. Good guess. This actually yeah. ties into the sci-fi world. Um, Snark, do you know who Ryan Coogler is? Um, mm, it sounds familiar. It, it and I'm sure you're going to tell me, so I don't have to type it. No, Ryan Coogler... <laughs> is the director of Black Panther. Um, so this actually... Not goes... to Tia Watiki, as I once claimed. <laughs> Incorrectly. That's he okay. does He does all kinds of fun stuff, but that That's was not one of them. Jojo Rabbit would be one of them, but not... Indeed. Not Indeed. Thor? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm going to tell you a story about how something fucked up happened to Ryan Coogler this week. Um, oh. And it's... It is tied into the science fiction world, and it, it, it directly relates to our podcast. Um, so Kugler, who is the director of um, Black Panther, was arrested uh, yesterday. What's today? Today Thursday or Wednesday? <laughs> Homelander was arrested, too. Yes, he was. Anyway. We're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, one of these people was arrested because they went to a bank and they asked for $12,000 to be deducted from their, their checking account. Um, but the note that was passed to the teller said, please be discreet. Um, I don't want to make a scene. So Kugler, <laughs> who was wearing a face, <laughs> handed a note to a teller that said, quote, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. Um, <clears throat> Distinctly not, I am robbing you. Please put your hands up. I. I mean, I would like to point that out. That, yeah. that, that's generally the bank, the bank robber note. They um, don't. I'm they... guessing that's where this goes. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, it does. I um, mean, I feel like I've seen this movie before. Oh man, that so for Atlanta, so much for discreet. Uh, yeah, four <laughs> Atlanta police officers arrived at the Bank of America where um, Ryan Coogler was withdrawing trying to withdraw his own money (laughs) his own money now the thing is the thing is um and this is per bank of america so to to be fair to the teller and to bank of america there's no reason uh, to be fair to bank of america ever fair but in this the teller okay the The company is a fucking train wreck the transaction did exceed the ten thousand dollar limit on any one individual account which is what triggered the alert notification um the teller reportedly informed her boss that she suspected it was a robbery attempt, and together they <laughs> called the police. Um, Kugler was detained um, and taken out in handcuffs of the bank and informed by officers that what he was wearing matched the description of a man suspected of robbing the bank. A black I guy with a mask on? feel like is where people might have a little bit of a problem. Um, you look and- like a bank robber. <laughs> look, I mean... Jesus. This is, to me, this is a little bit of we're judging, we're judging people be, based on the color of their skin, um, and, and bank and Bank of America spokesperson did say they deeply regret the incident occurred. Mr. Cooler, of, of course they was do. Not jail. <laughs> he was released uh, after they verified his identity and his Bank of America uh, account. <laughs> they released him. And his colleagues, which makes me feel like there were more people at this bank that were also detained that are not. They were detained. they were like holding shotguns and um, they were walking around with ski masks on menacingly. <laughs> like, is that? It, I mean, it 
if that if that is the case, then okay, Bank, <laughs> I get you. Like, I see what you're doing there. But if it's like him and his bros are like, hey, man, um, I just want to take some money out. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, uh, you look like a bank robber. Deeply regret this incident. Of course, of course, of course you do. they do. You know who, who else quote, deeply regrets an incident? Marjorie Taylor Greene going to a white supremacist rally. Uh, she deeply regrets that incident either. She didn't say that. Her her buddy did. <laughs> but, you know, she deeply regrets it too. Yeah, same. If I got my ass caught at a white supremacist rally, I'd probably deeply regret. I, I'm holding do. up fucking air quotes. I'd mm. probably deeply regret being caught doing that too. As an elected official. Who ran against no one. The thing <laughs> problem with in this situation is that I feel like I feel like that some of this is people being very cautious and some of this is a little bit of racism. It's probably institutional racism. I, I know this is probably not what you know people tune into this podcast for. Fuck it. It's my podcast. I'm gonna say what I wanna say. If this were a white guy that was asking to withdraw $10,000 or $12,000, he's probably not getting arrested. Um, yeah, arrested will... is pretty intense. I mean, you could, you could just go, hey, can I see your ID? Oh, look, you have a Bank of America card. Well, that's weird. Um, <laughs> okay. The name on the account that you're trying to take money out of. Right, weird. Use your license. Um, it's, it's fucked up. I mean, but thank, I, I guess thankfully, and again, I'm using air quotes here, I mean, they, they did get the situation sorted out. Um, you know, no one was hurt. No yeah. one was. No one it's, went to jail. Um, but it's fairly fairly minor compared to what what could have happened, which is which is refreshing, honestly. It, it is a little bit. I kind of view this it's, as a bit of like step in the right direction. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, Ish. man. I don't know that I should say that or that I'm the one to say that, but oh, it, it looks like it from this angle. It's I'm sure up. it's not, but from this angle, it it looks like it. And let's, let's we just end. don't have we don't have the angle. Yeah, and I feel like that's, that's what we've been over is we don't have the. I think we've yeah we've done some soliloquies on that one as well. Uh, like we don't 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 have the the perspective don't don't have the ability to have the perspective to understand what's going on. I mean, I'm calling it out on the podcast because I feel like it is something that happened this week. It is fucked up, and it is disturbing that it happened, but again, you know, from what I know now, from what is being reported, I guess I will say, hopefully, you know, this is how these situations are treated in the future, is that no one gets hurt. I mean, that's that's something, I will say. I mean, could do, could do this scientifically. Go to Bank of America with a mask on and pass them a note that just says... <laughs> Please give me twelve thousand dollars. I would For- like to withdraw this. Please go count it elsewhere. Do the do the same thing, and then see if you get arrested. For the record, this podcast is not advocating that you go to your bank and ask the scientific to, method. Ask to withdraw ten thousand dollars from your account. If you're gonna just one of us, you should definitely make sure you have ten thousand dollars in your bank account before you do so. I mean, that's a that's probably a good plan. You don't that's- want that overdraft fee. No, you don't. You don't want that. Anyways, I want to know what happens. (laughs) I don't have that much money in my bank account, but I would like to know what happens. So, if anyone out there would like to do this and hold no fault of any of any podcast host in in particular, (laughs) please go try and tell us what happens. 
finally. Or I'll see it on the news. <laughs> Before we jump into the episode, um, directly tying into this week's episode, I feel like this was the perfect tie-in for this week's episode. Um, Anthony Starr was arrested last week. Um, Indeed. Aliante For beating Aliante. the fuck out of someone, apparently, and shattering a glass over his face. Yeah, I, I feel like he yeah. might have forgotten the camera wasn't on him in this moment. Um, he assaulted a chef outside of a Costa Blanca pub in Spain. Um, the 20-year-old, one-year-old chef claims that Star was intoxicated and had punched him twice before smashing a glass in his face. Uh, the chef was taken to a hospital where his injuries required four stitches, which generally happens when you smash a glass in someone's face. Normally, that's what I've heard. Um, but uh, Star pleads, he admitted to the assault and a speedy trial, spent two nights behind bars, was given a seven or excuse me, a 12 month suspended sentence and ordered to pay a restitution to the chef in the amount of five thousand four hundred and sixty four dollars, um, which he had seems like 72 hours. Yeah. I did. I did what? see that. Also, um, you know, most people, I feel like most people that I know when they get drunk, they get louder, more obnoxious, you know, maybe maybe slightly more promiscuous. But mm-hmm. beating the fuck out of somebody and then smashing a glass in their face for I don't I, I don't know serving food that didn't meet your standard like that's that's a that's more of a character flaw I think than a oh I was drunk and like mm-hmm. that that does not that does not feel like a oh well I was drinking so that that feels like a hey this is indicative of a deeper seated issue that does not make it okay right it absolutely does not make it okay. I just get yeah, 100% not okay. But this, this is not, I, there's no way, there's no way this is the only time this has happened. No, no, he has definitely. There, there had, there has to have been assaults in the past that have been, been covered up. He's just a very rich, you know, famous actor mm-hmm. who has been able to. Been yeah, you able... don't have, you don't have one bad day and smash them in the face with a glass. No. Although I have I have heard a couple of interesting theories that everyone is a is one specific set of circumstances away from killing another human. Like, theory like every oh. every human being, like there is a set of circumstances that you would kill somebody else. Like, I feel like it's I already right. know which one it is. Like, yeah, I, I know a number of scenarios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hurt my wife or my family. I feel like yeah, I... exactly. I think I I, I actually like said that last night because there was a. I, the one I think I sent it to you the the one where they were like oh yeah you know I just you know tell my daughter if uh, you know if you're getting raped just lie back and take it and just you might as well enjoy it um no no that's highly problematic for somebody in you know on that particular side of the aisle um I feel like that would be a scenario if that had occurred to anyone I know and love that uh there would be I, I have a I have a number of baseball bats mm. and a firearm slash knife that would be removing the ability to ever do that to anyone in the future. <laughs> you hurt my you hurt my wife. You or kill my... him. Like, that's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, we met with um we had to meet with our, our lawyer this week. Um Ooh, fancy. We, you got a lawyer? We we're making a on will. retainer? We were making a will for when our <laughs> for when our son is born. And um mm. interestingly Maybe enough, we should do that. Well, my wife is a planner. Um, she's very much mine a too. 
And uh, I would not have done this if it hadn't been for her. But she was like, you know, what if something happens to us? Or, you know, what if something happens to you and you're incapacitated? This is like all these right. horrific Yeah, the, the horrible things that you have to talk and think about because think we live on fucking this particular this spinning at, rock. At this time. In, mm-hmm. Boy, let me tell you, um, that was not a fun conversation to have. But anyways, I just... <laughs> Anyways, I, I don't know how we spun. Yeah, it's not great. Not not great to have. No. But you anyway, know what I, you, you know should insure your dolphins. <laughs> Do we want to start with him? This I week? mean, that's a that's a terrible terrible segue. Like, no. We're like, oh man, all these serious things. Also, um, dolphin, dolphin I, death. Can we start with before we go to dolphin dolphin death? Can we start with? the the fact that deep has therapy um and i'm sure <laughs> there's a particular therapist um so like that, the the deep i feel like is a like deeply flawed character and i like you you know you see him like sexually assaulting people and we mm-hmm. always have the conversation about how shitty of a person can you be and still be redeemed and it's like on Honestly, he seems like through most of this, like he's trying to get better, like naively, actively trying to improve himself. Like, I understand I was wrong and now I need to get better. And it gets, God, just so much fucking worse. Like, like he's, he's an idiot trying to, uh, like, he's a trying to figure out how to not be just a fucking shit show of a human. Yeah. Can we just, Really quickly, I just just I want to touch on the the therapy scene. The character, the the therapist, played by a guy named Wallace Langham, who was also an actor in the a hit TV show called CSI, um, Crime Scene Investigation. He was one of the like. Uh, Thank you for spelling that out. Hey, you're welcome. Um, he Appreciate was one of lab tech people. I, I it's what I do, buddy. Um, <laughs> he was like one of the like hateable lab tech people in the show CSI and I absolutely flipped when I saw him on the show. I was like, man, that was really cool to see him back on TV. The, the self-actualization bullshit. I, I, I liked this story. Like I, I can't help, but like the fact that deep is trying to, he's trying to make himself a better person. And I just don't think he knows how to, which I feel like is what you just said. Yeah. Um, like he has no no clue how to be a better person and he's like trying in his own way i suppose we we should also say that we are discussing today yes the female of the species episode four yes written by craig rosenberg and directed by fred toy um well done is I kind of felt like this episode was a little bit of a letdown in parts, but there were some really fucking good good moments here, like really good moments. The, the biggest thing in this episode is getting introduced to a new member of the boys. Yeah, let's let's talk about the character who we know only as the as the female. Oh, I, before we do that, are, are we good with are we good with deep? Because I, I don't want to come back to this asshole if we if we move on. From <laughs> well, um, I mean it, it, his. His self-actualization, you, know, you get to the point where he's like, I have to rescue this dolphin. I don't want to be a part of the, the machine. <laughs> like all this nonsense is like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to do good. And just like, I, I don't know. The, the... Yo, 
Next stop, the Atlantic Ocean. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's just focus on the escape first, and, uh, you know, we can talk about that some other time. I like you, too. You know that. Let's not, you know, rush into anything too fast. Wait, seriously? Now is not the appropriate time. Plus, you're making things awkward. Okay, okay. If I just touch it, will you shut up? <laughs> shit, shit, shit. I made you a promise. Slightly crass, but again, that's what we do here. Uh, <laughs> is the the phrase "monkey fucking a coconut" is mm-hmm. like that's what comes to mind when I think of like his storyline, because he is such a bumbling fucking moron that he's just like headed out, you know, chatting with the chatting with the dolphin because you know you can talk to dolphins and mm-hmm. and all the dolphins thinking about is hey, I want to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Which is what we what we get from that is like fine. I'll give you a hand job. <laughs> this is not the is is like, deep oh my god. I mean, that I, doesn't feel I, like the first time that would happen. No, no. Okay. What is the that, like the the joke with Aquaman? Like he fucks fish. Yes. Like yes. yeah. If I don't know, I don't know if you've started Peacemaker at all yet. No, not. Yet. <laughs> But, but like that's I, that's like the joke is like oh yeah Aquaman fucks fish like well this is I mean this is Aquaman only done to eleven oh man so there it, you you know there's some there's some dolphin sex going on there's some just all like he he's a depraved like we've seen all of all of these fuckers are depraved individuals and I mean that's the only people that give a fuck about people that's the only things that give a fuck about deep are. Sea, sea creatures like no one else cares about him everyone thinks he's a fucking useless just turd he knows it though he yeah knows and he knows he's useless i just it's i did i mean i i do want to spend a moment to again to rest in peace that dolphin um that that glorious scene where to be the, fair the dolphin's kind of a dick too yeah oh yeah the dolphin and was a bit of a predator dolphins in general are dicks <laughs> are they I yeah that's Oh my god! Dicks. They're so yeah. Dolphins are like I feel like Flipper is uh, the best like PR that dolphin dolphins could have had. They're like, oh look, look how friendly they are. But you see, like frequent, frequently, frequently, uh, more frequently than I feel like you should, of dolphins raping people. Like, Seriously, dolphins raping people like humans. Ew. Yeah. So like when you know Flipper comes up at SeaWorld and is like. Bah, 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 bah. And then you see them try and like rape the person who's like getting the, you know, the, the special person who gets to go out on the water and like hang out with them and the dolphins trying to fuck them. <coughs> Definitely. Don't and then like, th- like dolphins are dicks. Like they will toy with their food. So like there's, there's a video. I, I don't know if I sent it to you. There's a video of like these dolphins playing fucking hacky sack with a jellyfish or not jellyfish, a uh, pufferfish. That they're uh, ju- they like break the backs of their prey 
and then they'll just flip them around and play with them in the ocean before they eat them. So they're, they like break them so they can't move and then just flip them around until they, you know, die or they get bored and then they eat them or they just leave them. They just like, don't, they're just like, all right, well, that was fun. And then just leave this like other creature like dead in the water. <laughs> Dolphins are assholes. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but that's fucked up. Yeah, so that, that's, that's what I'm like. Yeah, everyone feels bad about the dolphin. It's like, oh, what well, a cute dolphin. No, dolphins are fucking dicks. Like, the dude, okay. the dude on TikTok who does all like the uh, the kind of funny you know characteristics of animals and talks about animals. He did one on dolphins, and it is it is just just hysterical. That's I genuinely did not know that about yeah. dolphins. Dolphin. Yeah, you didn't. They didn't put that in zoo books when we were kids. They weren't like, oh yeah, by the way cover yourself when you're around a dolphin because it might try and fuck you um, that wasn't in like the zoo books that we that we had growing up man that's um so want to go swim with the dolphins no no i'm not sure that i <laughs> no i definitely fuck my dolphin um which apparently <laughs> that would that would be that would be like peak 2022 like cross that off the bingo chart for 2022 like no. nuclear war Raped by a dolphin. No, <laughs> no. Bingo. <laughs> you have a fucked up mind, man. <laughs> I just... It's the show. This brings it out. The show in that... the particular spot in my life I'm at right now. Seeing that dolphin get just crushed by that 18 wheeler, though, I literally, <laughs> I literally had a moment where I was like, oh, that's sad. It's what. It's one of those moments where it's like, oh, he might be okay. (laughs) It's one of like that, that trope that you see all over like TV shows and, and movies like he might survive that. He might be fine. No, I'm trying to remember what the other movie was, where it's like a car goes off the edge of a cliff and they're like, he might be okay still. Boom. And like rolls down and then the car explodes. You're like, probably not now. I forget what movie that was or TV show, but it was, it's another one of those where it's, it's obviously played for laughs and it's, you know, really funny because it's a human and, you know, human life is worthless. Yeah, exactly. uh, this one, this one's a little, hits a little deeper because it's, you know, a rape porpoise. Well, I mean, it's just, I, I do feel like if you're going to make this character be completely fucking useless, I mean, I, I appreciate, I, I appreciate that they're not making him worse in this moment. Um, I oh my actually, god! Just wait till he finds religion. I actually kind of liked him, and I totally, totally have a note about um, what was it? Our religion, our belief exposition or expo, and I was like, uh huh, that's <laughs> not commentary on something at all. Um, but, anyways, uh, ah, hashtag exvangelist. <laughs> You want to go to Billy and Star or Huey and Starlight next, or do you want to go to the female next? Where do you want to, or you want to go to Homelander? Surprise so, me. Homelander and Maeve. Let's talk about Homelander and Maeve because this was interesting. This was a very, I feel like this was just more of the same for Homelander and Maeve this week. Um, I, I don't know about more of the same. I feel like it's, you're seeing like a slow progression into like, this is like her realizing like how just horrible of a person this is like that it's she already like doesn't like him they don't really get along and it's it's like how how far will she morally stretch herself 
in order to keep that peace. And and apparently it's a really long way. Apparently it's to stiff arming a small child back into dude, a burning plane. Dude, this this that little girl. I mean mm-hmm. I this was like it it gets you and it gets like you can see it impact this impacts Maeve. Like this is this is her like all the build up to her turning against Homelander. Like you can see you can see the split happening. Because they were I mean, we found out was it last episode that they used to date. They used to date. So yeah. they were they were together. So it was like, oh, you know, like everything you do is fine. Like and you start seeing like, oh no, that's you start seeing the flaws and the you know the the glass breaks. Mm-hmm. It's that I feel like that if not last episode, then this episode is the glass breaking episode. Especially I... when you get to the very end scene. When yeah. when he goes, oh, if we had only been the first call from NORAD, if only we had been that first call, then uh, we could have saved them. Right, Maeve? And it's like, you are a fucking horrible person. Like, human. just a horrible. There's no, like, there's, there's no, there's no redeeming of Homelander. Like, and you get moments where you kind of feel bad for him, and then it's like, um... No, no, this, like, he is a just awful person, like, through and through, awful. I think that's what we're, that's what you're seeing, is she, she definitely has a problem with all of this, and she's just not strong enough to stand up for herself and do it. Like, she's the one that tells, tells Starlight, hey, go along to get along. Mm -hmm. Like, if you gotta, if you gotta suck a dick, then do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just saw like Taylor Tomlinson's like new parts of her new special, and she's like, "That's like if you're depressed, you know, like well, you know, depression will bring you to your knees, and you know, might as well not waste the trip." Taylor Tomlinson. Speaking of, I don't. We weren't speaking of hilarious, We're, but I mean, she is hilarious. I, I've seen her in person. She came to um, this, she came to seven days of opening nights in Tallahassee. Mm. Um, and she did a, a riff on uh, on the guy who brought her to town. His name is Bobby Bacon. He sells insurance. Um, <laughs> and I don't think like seven days of opening nights. If you've never, if you don't live in Tallahassee, it's it's something Florida State puts on. It's like an attempt to bring like culture, like different <laughs> things, like and not not Tallahassee's not uncultured. Like, like that came off wrong, but like they well, bring, in in spite of what Ron DeSantis might be trying to do, but they're probably. <laughs> Uh, they they had like I mean Kristen Chenoweth like there's been some big names that have come to town. Um, but Taylor, Stank. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Bone Thugs, <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. But Taylor Tomlinson came to town before she was like like big like Taylor Tomlinson, yeah. and it was a classic like a room full of older people who are coming <laughs> for a comedy show, and then my wife who my wife and I who went because we got tickets through my wife's sister um, who got them from her boss or something. And it's like a room full of older people. And I, it it slowly dawned on me. There was like a handful of couples there that were, you know, under 50 that were like, Oh, this is not, this is not what you thought you were coming to. (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. This is not your level of like, you know, this isn't Jeff. This isn't funny to you. (laughs) Like this is, Larry the cable guy like this is this is definitely designed for millennial humor 
Um, anyways, that Indeed. was wonderful comedian. If you ever and get to go see yeah. her, and her, I, I'm excited. I think her new Netflix special came out on the eighth. Did it really? That I think so. Um, on non Netflix, I believe the last part of the trailer is I'm on fucking Netflix. <laughs> we weren't sponsored by Taylor Tomlinson tonight, but also she's pretty funny. So yeah, sure, why not? Um, check yeah. Out. Um, um, that like that's that's what we're seeing with with Maeve is that kind of that that idea is like well you know everything sucks already I'm already down here I might as well just you know eat mm-hmm. the shit while I'm here uh, and I got to do that and you like I I I'm sad I'm sad you haven't seen the rest of the show so like the, like Maeve's arc like so you can see where where that lands because I, I mean it gets worse before it gets better but it's good it, it gets good. Her and Starlight are going to flip positions, I feel like, because there was some interesting, there was an intriguing bit with Starlight this week. And um, we'll get to that. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, jump way ahead. But um, the the bit with Maeve and, and, and Homelander and saving the day and then actually killing those people. Um, yeah. You know, by destroying. Like, well, and she's trying to brainstorm. What can we do? Like, how do you do? It's like, ah, yeah, man, I might like punch through it. Like, it's no big deal. You Those know, people were dead. Like, they were dead the moment he did that, and he knew it, and he was not gonna. Yeah. There was no yeah. As soon as as soon as that guy shoots the pilot, and he sees those controls. Is he's already made his decision of what he's going to do, and she's she hasn't gotten there. Like, she's still going. Wait, how do we do this? Well, what if this? Well, what if this? And he's like, no, they're they're gone you can and you have that you have that like moment where he holds out his hand and he's like you can go you can die with them or you can come with me oh man and it, he's just like let's let's go no uh, he could have he could have very easily like snagged a couple he could have saved a lot of those yeah people. sent him sent him down snagged a couple sent him down he's like and he's be like no trips and i'm like dude like stop yeah, you're fast go but you I... see him like no don't worry you're you're fine you're fine Oh, that I'm was... I'm so excited for you to see next episode. It was like, oh, it's it it will be I I will give you this. It will be satisfying. I hope so. Like it will be satisfying. It's the you're up in Swilcom. Like it, uh, I think it's next episode. I can't remember if it's if it's that or if it's another one after that. But like the this is this is the wrong call. And this is like this is Homelander continuing to to slip into just essentially fucking supervillain status, but you know, a very popular, you know, let's say elected supervillain. Mm. I, 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 man, this was just this was bad. This this was the little girl. The little girl is what got. Me. Yeah, like just save her. What so they can go? They can tell everyone how we let all these people die. No, that was the point like everyone's got to die. Man, I, I got it though. I understood why he said that though. You know, like, I mean, it, from from a shitty human perspective, from a shitty, like a shitty as soon as he made that call, he could have he could have immediately gone. And you know, like you know, if this was like Superman, yeah, gone as soon as that as soon as that happens, and he stops the terrorist, and he's like, okay, cool, like I like this is a terrible situation. And have gone under the plane and lifted it up and helped it ease into the ocean, and they would like, or he would have immediately turned around and start sh- shuttling people out of that plane, like immediately, I, like I back and find, forth, back and forth. I did find it funny that he was like, "What am I going to push against? That's air." 
I thought that was very, very much a commentary on um, like Superman or a commentary on like all, you know, we've, we've seen that scene before where, you know, the superhero just saves the day by pushing against like nothing. Um, I, I did think that was, that was a nice line. It was, it was acknowledging I, some of the physics, the, the stupidity of some of the other ways that, you know, superheroes have saved, th- saved the day. Um, but man, I just, I, it I'm was like, hard. if you're, if you're, he's not jumping, like the dude can fly. Like, no, right. Like, so I mean, yeah. if he's flying, he can easily get under that thing and kind of help it coast in instead of a fucking nosedive into the ocean. You can help it he coast in. Done. Like, he could have done things and he actively chose not to. He could have done something and he mm-hmm. chose not to. And the scene where you get to see him and Maeve watching the plane, you know, fall into the ocean, watching people fall, jump out, out of the side of it. Oh, it was very much reminding me of, reminded me of that scene. Uh, honestly, from the scene of, from yeah, the scene from the news. Yeah, I, it's not a scene, but seeing, you know, people choosing to jump out of the twin towers, and it was right. It was it, I mean, you can either burn to death or you can you know, <sighs> die from impact. Like, like what? What yeah. a what a horrendous choice that this dude forced on these people. The, the way that they stand there at the door and are begging him a, a little bit. And I know this is super nitpicky, but I have a small problem with that. Um, with people standing in the doorway of a plane. <laughs> while, peeking their heads out. While the plane is falling away. It made for a great cinematic shot. But when you establish earlier in that same scene where people are getting sucked out of a plane door when it opens, you can't turn around and do the same thing later. You know, it's just a little inconsistency. Yeah. Like, you know what will happen if you open a door on a plane. And that was that was perfectly done to like suck those two terrorists out, um, like straight out of the, the plane like that. I just it was a hor- it was a horrific scene. Um, and it's probably gonna give me nightmares for several days because I have a phobia about flying. So, you know, hat tip to you boys. Um, that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna be featured <laughs> Thank, thanks, y'all. Featured in my nightmares for many days to come. Um, but yeah, I mean that's I'm I'm hoping you're right. I, I'm hoping that you're right that next week I will see kind of immediate comeuppance of uh, of Homelander and or May. I mean, Maeve is complicit, so I don't feel as angry towards her as I do towards Homelander. But I do feel sort of she's still complicit like, about yeah, her. It's, yeah, it's and it's the same. It's the same thing we talked about with her and of not standing up before with the with sexual assault going on. That she's just like it's just part of the. It's just what we got to deal with. It's like it, you you are complicit in this. Like you are continuing to help allow this to happen and to facilitate this. It kind of feels like last week when they stopped the the mass shooter. You know, when when he says, Come on, you know the drill, like he shot at us first. Like she's they've done this song and dance before. You know, like they, they know she's been twisted enough and tainted just enough that she knows she knew. Like she she actively chose to let that little girl and all of those people die. And that was just, I, I just, anyways, I, I could, you know, I could go down the road on this. Thankfully this is a TV show and not real, real life. Yeah, exactly. But, um, mm, we might not, not get come up in next episode. I'm, I just can't, good. it might be the episode after that. Well, someone needs come up and soon because this is, 
that was part of it. Up. Um, moving on, there's not really any great way to transition out of that, so let's talk about the one. <laughs> and that was awful. <laughs> Next, <laughs> talk about the one seemingly good part to this episode, um, which is Huey and Starlight's date. Um, <laughs> which I have to say, I feel like you knew last week when I was like, How is this guy going on dates when his girlfriend just died? Um, I feel like the show acknowledged that straight up right away um, this week with you get that scene where Huey sees his dead girlfriend um, while he's out on a date having a good time with with yeah. Starlight or even, Annie. Even, um, I feel like at no proximity does that go away. No, never. Like, I, I've seen I, I've seen a couple of interesting theories about essentially like grief, like event, like when it first happens it takes up almost your whole being and it starts shrinking and it's just a matter of you know how how fast does it start shrinking but it's always there and there could always be something that triggers it and it's it maybe bounce it's just bouncing around like that little grief ball it's just bouncing around like a like something on a screensaver and you might hit it it's it's weird i guess the only i don't have i don't have many experiences that I can relate to with this, but I do, I have lost people that I love and people that I care about. And, you know, I, I feel like that's a really accurate way of saying it. Is it like, you don't actively think about it. Um, you know, it get, you get to a place where you don't actively think about it, but you know, if something, happens, something happens and you're suddenly like on your knees in like just like out, the, out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, you're right back to where you were and you feel it and it sucks. And I just, you know, there's not really any, any other way to say that other than it sucks. And yeah, I don't, it never goes away. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there's a guy in the parking lot who's apparently fucking around with a motorcycle. So apologies. if that's Oh, I can hear it. Cross. That's what that is. Um, also apologies. My uh, PlayStation controller just <laughs> disconnected. <laughs> Don't know what we're gonna be all kinds of we're we're a professional goddamn podcast here. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Indeed. I I did like the fact I, I will say I did like the fact that when he feels that grief um for for his girlfriend, he immediately snaps back to what was his mission. Um with you know cloning her phone or or something. I mean we have this we have this standard trope of essentially like he's he's using her but he's not like he's not but huey of the boys is using her huey huey has huey has feelings he's he's caught feelings Mm -hmm. and i mean starlight's cool like i mean that's she's just a normal a normal person that has found herself in this situation essentially is what it kind of feels like and is trying to kind of figure out figure out herself as well so i it's it's interesting to see the kind of dichotomy of huey the person versus huey of the boys yeah that's that's a good way of putting it that's a really good way you i mean you know exactly how how this how this trope ends every Mm. single time it's the you were just using me or what I could do, or what I knew, or what I had access to, or my money—all—all all of those different tropes that you always see in these movies and shows. Like you have that, and it's always the no, but I fell for you, and it's like, well, he liked her first, like before it was time to use her. Like he—he he already, 
he already liked her and it was like oh shit i have to do this thing too because also i'm now a part of this bigger thing because my girlfriend and there's a lot there's a lot of nuance and a lot of stuff like wrapped up in this which is there's another thing that makes this compelling like there's there's so many there's so many different motivations and different pieces to it there's there's a lot to this debate i did like i i will say what i did like about this was that they addressed the fact the bit that where he says to her like hey i know you're letting me win i know you're sucking at bowling (laughs) that was was great that was on the nose and it was a really interesting commentary because i i asked my wife about this um you know and you know my wife like she's she's a very strong you know person and i that's part of the reasons why I love her but like I was like is this something that you feel like you've ever felt and she just laughed at me and she's like that happens all the time all the time <laughs> and she's yeah like, you gotta uh, was it feeding you gotta feed the male ego like that's that's part of our society which is not I mean it's not great like yeah it's not but it's the oh I have to look weak and helpless so that you can feel like a man that that's fucked up yeah um, I, I don't I don't agree with that part of society, but it's still like I mean you there's there's no way you have not not fallen prey to it ever. Oh yeah. Like, it would feel it, it's like, oh, well, this is nice. Like, oh I'm the protector. Oh, it feels good. Like this is great. And they're like, oh yes, please protect me. And sometimes it's needed. Sometimes sometimes the wife protects the husband. Usually we're too mm-hmm. fucking stupid to realize it. I would say 99% of the time we're too dumb to realize that we're being protected but mm-hmm. like it's the it's that it's you know that that thing she's like oh I have to protect protect him because if I, I can't emasculate him here we're just getting to know each other mm-hmm. it's like well, that it's I'm, I'm just I, I don't have a again I don't have much of a frame of reference because it's like I don't I don't know like what it's like to be on be on that side and have to juggle all of this bullshit and juggle all of you know juggle making you know seven pennies on the on the dollar less and all of this nonsense like I don't know what that's what that's like and also still juggle male ego and still make everyone else feel good about themselves while you are trying to serve like it's there's so much there's so much to it which minor minor segue the the twitter account that was posting the wage gaps on like uh, huh? the first day it was like oh we would celebrate all women and they're like this company pays 70 percent less to women than men on the average that was magical like mm-hmm. oh my god that was magical it, it was um that was very interesting um I enjoyed that. My wife, you know that is that is one of my wife's um, very, very. I do, I do. I, I believe the two of us went back and forth for a, 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 a decent amount of time. <laughs> and I feel like your wife and I kind of just sat back and went, we are married to very smart, very passionate <laughs> people. And sometimes you just got to let them say the things they need to say. Um, and that's... It's like it, my wife does not disagree with that, with the... Uh, not at all. The sentiment of that. She is just busy raising a tiny human, or she would have been all over that. We have had many heated conversations, not at each other, but with each other. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's the ones where you're both pissed off about the same thing and you just keep getting madder. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Until you're like elect different fucking people. And then we go to bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had one of these moments earlier this week. We were um 
we were disagreeing about not this, but something else. Um, and we had gone to bed and we were both so angry, not at each other, but at the situation um, that we like had settled down to go to bed. And then like both of us independently were like, and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over by the time we both had like, like vented our, our anger with this situation. It was like a one thirty in the morning. And I'm like, this oh, is, yeah. this is, mm. there's not, it's, there's nothing you can do about it other than talk about it and try and process it. Like, I don't know what the situation is, but I, I know that it's, ah. it seems very similar. Like we, me and my wife have specifically talked about the wage gap and how fucked up that is. And it's like, it feels disingenuous talking about it as a dude. Yep. Like it, it does. And it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel, feel right. Like I don't, other than like being just mad that this is the way that it is and it shouldn't be like, I mean, I have a, I have a daughter, I have a wife. Like I would like them to not have to you know, fight to make the same amount of money because well, you know, vagina. And like, that makes no sense. Like this is stupid. It's like, a very, very. <laughs> there's a reason you call them the fairer sex because they are better at. All, I, I would say, damn near like everything. arguably everything. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to fight you on this. Like, <laughs> I just it, like if of... I have a cold, I'm down for the count. Like <laughs> it's it's like this is the worst day ever, and they have to literally push a tiny human through their body and you're like uh, i i cut my finger once mm-hmm. like i don't know i don't know how we got here but i don't, i'm i you know I'm, this is what this is what we do this we, is are how- spo- we are currently being sponsored by evan williams after moving on for being sponsored by knob creek nine-year maple we are currently sponsored by um chick-fil-a ice water because <laughs> Water. You're gonna say water, jump through the fucking speaker and slap you. <laughs> I haven't had any water all day, sir. Um, uh, well, you know, that's I, a that's a personal choice. That is that a thing. I drank enough water today that I am allowing myself a drink. I drove uh, four hours for a three-hour meeting, and I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. Anyway, sick. Um, yeah, loving that. Oh yeah loving that oh, yeah. um, i drove three minutes to sit around and wait for something that didn't show up for hours and then called the people who were supposed to put that specific document I feel um, like up I and uh, and i said um hey you guys gonna put this up oh it's not up yet can you can we do it tomorrow mm. no no you cannot do it tomorrow we need you to do it now we have we we have to do things tomorrow with that document and plan for things that you're going to put in that document. So for the love of God, get off your ass and go hit submit. Like all you're doing is hitting copy paste, bro. Just copy and fucking paste it. Like I've been sitting here for two hours waiting for you to finish this. Mm. Ah! <laughs> well, let's finish up this episode because I feel like we're both getting punch drunk, honestly. Um, well, some people are getting punch drunk. Some people are just getting drunk. Some people are getting drunk. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, I guess, what you would call the, the A storyline this week, which was um, Billy 
and Mother's Milk and Frenchie. Um, who honestly, this is the least interesting storyline to me. Was and that was so disappointing. It's it's just them like chasing chasing this person, and I I mean I I know where I know where the art goes, and I, like this character is just exhausting. Like the, uh, everything that like rolls around this character is exhausting. I man, I just I'd be honest with you, it just it's just I I know I feel like I will care more about about this character when when she has a name. Um, hopefully she gets mm. in. Um, I don't. Um, uh, I, I think eventually, she does get a name, but the, it's still like the female. The only thing that I did find very interesting was the end of this with A Train, um, <laughs> when they when they're battling in the subway, and I I have to be honest with you when you see the scene where A Train is just bashing this this female's head into the wall, like. I, I feel like this episode, there were moments last week where I, I felt myself getting close to saying, I feel sorry for A-Train. And this week, he went and just went right back to being a dick. Like, the way he yeah. manipulates... Yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad for A-Train. Zero. Like, at all. Like, well, this guy is a fucking asshole, too. He manipulates Popclaw. Yeah. The, the whole, like, oh, you know, they make me say that. Like, Yeah, that's my persona. Oh, that's was, not that's not me the real oh, me I, loves you i just can't talk about you because my persona it was like you user like language and i feel like that was a very deliberate choice that they yeah. did that way um it was no he's awful <laughs> it was i i i know they're all awful but i feel like they take turns in scenes being awful with each other and this one this one took the cake when he talks to Popclaw like that. Like Popclaw isn't a, a awful situation. Um, yeah. Everybody, she's, she's having a rough, a rough time. And I, I felt like she was just even Billy. Billy was at least upfront, like, "Hey, I'm using you." Like, right. I'm using you. Like, A Train, A Train tries to to hide it, which I feel like makes it worse. Um, to me, it's just A Train is just. Asshole. I suppose I can buy that. I I don't know. I might be wrong about that. And and I it's if I like I'll... using using people is bad. I feel like we can yeah. agree on that. Yeah. But like, hey, I'm blackmailing you. I as opposed like I I'm straight up blackmailing you because I need something. Not like, not like A Train is doing where he is emotionally blackmailing her because you know he wants to keep her on the hook. He wants to make sure that he still has his his piece that he can go back and get some with that he can get some emotional connection but still be this kind of freewheeling just dude who goes out you know has all these chicks and you know gets to gets to do whatever he wants like he wants both of those things and it's it's awful like i i will self admit i i i mean you you know yeah you know me i've been that person and it's it's bad like it's not good like no i i mean it it ends up hurting people it ends up like just emotionally destroying destroying people and it's stuff they have to get over with and it's some like i i feel regret for it for doing that to people yeah it's it's terrible i'm not gonna sit here and let you like be the only i mean look i i've not always been the best part (laughs) I can be to people and I fully acknowledge that and I you know I feel like I told my wife like you know I feel like 
it takes finding the right person for you to be able to, it takes growing up and it takes finding yeah. the right person. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the, you know, the girl I dated while well, we were sort of, sort of was with <laughs> you we were in college and it was that I was married to, um, that was just, anyways, yeah, off, yeah we can, off, we can keep going, but like not, that, that level of emotional manipulation that is going on with like, with what's his name? Uh, Super speed. A train. Yeah. Yeah. With, with him is, it's just like, man, like, a, I'm like, Ugh, like that, that hurts on a, on a personal level. And also mm-hmm. it's fucking terrible and he's awful. And you'll like, we, we see that we'll see the consequences of, of all of this next episode. Good. I dislike this character. I, mm-hmm. I, I dislike him personally. I dislike him. I just, I need him to, I need there to be consequences for his actions. And I feel like so far there haven't been. And that there, there will be consequences. Good. I feel like, I feel like at the end of this episode, I mean, the, the way that we end is, you know, we end with not necessarily a fight because I don't think they can necessarily, you know, line up one-to-one and punch it out or, or, you know, beat they can't win in a drag, a, like a, a fight with this character, yeah. but they put this flame against him, which was almost more funny to me than anything else. That was, I mean, that was brilliant. Like, oh, look, get an autograph. It, it's A Train. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was very funny. And I feel like that was the, the only way you could logically allow for, you know, this, them to have a chance to, to save this character. Right. Um, and I'm glad that they did because I, I think she's clearly had a rough go. She's, clearly, yes. you know, and it's, it's like seeing someone who is uh, it's like the, you'll, you'll see it. It's very, very slow, but you see like the progression of this like abused human, like starting to recover in it, like as, as much as you can in the fucked up universe that this is set in. Like you see them start to start to recover. I hope so. I, for her sake, I mean, the way that she is portrayed, it, she, she has had a very rough life. It appears, um, and I, I hope for her sake that you know things get better. But I also recognize the show we're watching, and it's totally possible <laughs> that things will get far, far worse for her. Yeah, um, she may get better, but it's still going to be fucked up. <laughs> great. But I think that's the the best part about this show is that I mean, as even as fucked up as it is, I mean, it, it is. This is a great show. I mean, this is. It's getting better every week that I watch it. Every week I come to this, and I don't know what to expect. But I mean, my expectations are always blown away. Um, and whether this week it was a dolphin getting run over by an eighteen wheeler, or uh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. the realization that. I, I really did get hung up on that part. I'm not going to lie. Like that was, it's tough. <laughs> like it, it's definitely, I'm not going to lie. It's tough. And you're like, especially like in my, in my brain, when I watched this the first time, I had not learned about murder dolphin yet. <laughs> and I like, and I was like, Oh, that's like, that's so it's, sad. It's, it is legitimately sad. But I mean, the more you think about it, the more you realize that that dolphin was actually kind of, being predatory towards the deep a little bit 
a, a little <laughs> sure bit. we can we can go with that we can go but it, I, it's still like it, yeah it's it's supposed to be played for for laughs a little bit mm-hmm. like because it, it's so it it's the kind of absurdist almost yeah it is it's absolutely ridiculous that that is a storyline in this show and you have like the like i forget what song is but is it spice girls playing at that point yes because <laughs> i know it plays when he first pulls in and he's trying to like be the hero and then he just like like slow motion eye contact all the way to just flip 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 <laughs> i will say i will say there was another part this week um where i i noticed um i absolutely they are doing this thing with the music when homelander decides that he's not gonna save the people on the plane they they do something to the music to make it like off tune and whine and get off tune and it's absolutely intentional um it, where it's like the hey this is the superman flies in and saves the day and then you realize like eh, it's slightly fly, slightly off but slightly different um and i'm like oh that's it we didn't and we didn't talk about it but before we before we act like full up full up end uh-huh. the takedown of the spice girls is brilliant like uh, and i like i feel like that analogy is so good like yeah. it's so it's so accurate like you have and i mean when you have teams or groups of friends or anyone like you have a bunch of broken people that come together and by themselves are garbage like mm-hmm. don't aren't good at anything like yep. can't get anything done but you put that team together and for some reason that team is able to do things and he he's like I, I love the end of that whole like thing of the spice girls like when the, she was you know doing these videos and she was doing this and she was you know and she was making these screeching noises and it was awful but together together they were the spice girls and he's like why do you know so much about the spice girls <laughs> Like, that was hilarious. My wife is a huge fan of the Spice Girls. I sent that to her, and she did not enjoy that nearly as much as I did. Um, but I enjoyed that. I mean, it's it was like great, a- and it's a great analogy. Like you think of sports teams that we've been on, where uh-huh. it's like people suck, but for some reason, like Work well together, just that team together is able to able to do far greater than anything that those two people could do by themselves. Uh, like Kanye and Kim. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be the first Kanye and Kim Kardashian reference on this show. <laughs> I, like, Did we... Kanye 2006 again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, also, also a Pete Davidson reference on the show. I didn't think those were coming either, but it felt right in the moment. It did. In the moment, it felt right. Um, no, they, they suck together and apart. <laughs> this was... This was... <laughs> I, Hey, once again, I have enjoyed this episode more now that we've talked about it than prior to when we were when I was watching it. I think this was just this is one of those one of those episodes for yep. sure that it's. I know, like we've had a couple of episodes that, like already in the show, that it, it's like they feel slow, but they're not. And this one kind of was a slow episode. Like like the other ones, there's very specific purpose, and there's a lot of meaning behind it like you have you have that porpoise oh <laughs> uh, too soon uh, and but this this one it's like okay so we we're moving the story along a little bit like this this is kind of the filler episode that like i said at the beginning is is legitimately 
hey, we're going to introduce you to a new character. Like that's that's it. Like there's a lot of other little stuff that's going on, but it's it's not like the other ones where those slow episodes are like impactful and meaningful. This is this is like little bits. So you have that entire giant like the whole storyline with Maven Homelander is literally for like one quick point of character development. That's it. And you've got that across the board and new character. Like, okay, let's let's go. We're moving on to the next episode. And you know what? Now that we've done it, I'm glad that we've introduced that character. We can say we have that character. We can use them. I mean, that's the thing is that sometimes you have oh, to. Oh, yeah. Do- and she is badass. <sighs> She's like badass. She's like, strong as hell. Um, like she. Like, like a demon. Like, can shred people. I feel like. That is a badass character. That's a great name for this character, is like the demon, because. Watching her like destroy and like I think she rips out somebody's heart at one point, like that, or she punches through to a heart. That seems that seems right. I was I was actually watching it on my on my phone, so I I missed like some of the some of like the small details. It was it was a good episode. It did what it do. It got us from point A to point B. It introduced a few new characters, and I feel like now I mean. Once again, we're a little bit further down the path. We're, we're getting to know a little bit more about Compound V, um, which, you know, I I think... That's, that's the through line of this, this season. Yes. I, I feel like now at this point, they've made it abundant. We're, we're getting to know these characters around Compound V, essentially. Mm-hmm. And man, I gotta be honest, I'm ready for next week's episode. I say this every oh, week. Yeah. Like, now I want to watch another episode because this... This was good. Free, I, I'm I'm free in the evenings all weekend. I also, be, we should have done this at the top, but also go see Batman. It's awesome. Yeah, we like, need to get a little bit of a review from you about Batman now that we're 85 plus minutes in. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like we could all we could also do like a quick like five minute. Here you go. Here's a here's another episode instead of a. Well, yeah. Let's do this. Let's we're, do it this episode and then if you're Indeed. listening or in you will know that we have a special episode coming out tomorrow <laughs> surprise uh, a quick a quick talk about uh batman um, so for now we're gonna wrap this episode up um as we always do by letting the snark take us out you know what i'll tell you what i want what i really really want and it is for the force to be with you <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week wreckage of transoceanic flight 37 just beginning to wash up on shore every passenger on board presumed dead they didn't have to die we have homelander and queen Maeve on the scene do you have a comment said they didn't have to die we arrived three minutes after the plane went down why because we're not in the chain of command Norad called us before they scrambled jets, then we could have saved them. 123 men, women, and children. Excuse me. But if they let us into the military, then this will never happen again. That is my solemn promise to you. Right, Maeve? 
Talk to your congressmen. Talk to them. They'll listen to the people. And together, together we will make sure that this never happens to our great nation ever again. God bless you. God bless America. We hear you, Highlander. And I hear you, brother. I hear you. And the world hears you. And very, very soon, my friend, whoever did this to us will hear from all.